Do you ever feel like we like Texas high school football too much? Uh, my wife might say so, but... I think my wife might say so, too. I don't think I have a problem. It's not a problem unless we admit it's a problem. Tap and step. Your Dave Campbell's Texas Football Premium Podcast. I'm the Tep, Greg Tepper. That's the Step, Matt Step. Hello. Uh, we are back, continuing our what we didn't expect to be a two-part um, podcast, but we. Uh, I was literally gasping for air because I was so my uh, my my mouth was so dry from talking. You, to your credit, you've done three pod. This is your third podcast of the day. Yeah, but nobody's gonna. You're a podcast diva sir listen man i they just keep asking me to talk into a microphone and that's kind of like honestly when i write my autobiography in 40 years the title's going to be they just kept asking me to talk into a microphone because uh, that's like that's basically the the whole reason that i'm on fox is that like i can talk into a microphone without swearing and it's a good quality it's, it's listen man i highly recommend it um all right we're back doing our big season preview for the 2018 Texas high school football season. Uh, we want to, once again, thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider. We hope you're enjoying this. Let us know what you think. Use the hashtag tap and step. It's one P on tap, two, t- two P's on step. Um, Should we put two P's on tap? Because... No, Max and I talked about this, and, okay. and, and whenever people call me tap, I feel like it's always with one P. Yeah. If I said Tep and I had to write it down, I would put it with one P. Right. But in, in the whole phonetic of your name, there are two P's. That's you're absolutely right, but I don't have a I don't really have a good point. I was just gonna say I prefer one P, so and it's and, and I'm the one who created the hashtag, so in your face. Yeah, you have you have scoreboard. <laughs> scoreboard All right, let's move down to three A. Three A division one. Um I guess probably the headline here is that I feel like right now, if you were to ask me who's playing for a title, I feel pretty good about telling you who I think is playing for a title. You want to tell me? I think it's Brock and Goliath. I would agree. I think it's Brock and Goliath. I think, I think it's them, and then I think it's a gap, and then I think it's a bunch of super interesting teams yeah. that, if things break right, could get through. I just, I just look at those teams, and... They were awesome. They, they 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 tick every box you want in a contender. Mm-hmm. They were great last year. They were pretty young last year. They have a great coach. They come from uh they come from a region that I don't think that I think that they are they have to be considered the not prohibitive favorite, but definite favorite yes. in. And so to me that gets you to a semifinal and then yeah, you've got to avoid disaster for forty eight minutes, but then you're playing for a title. Right now, I feel like I'm, I'm most confident in being able to predict a 3A Division One title game, and I, I, it just feels like we're on a collision course for Brock and Goliath. There's a couple of years ago where it felt like that it was Canadian Refurio. Yes, 2A, 2A Division 2015. One. 2015, from the outset, like I was sitting here, I was like, it's going to be Canadian Refurio. It just feels like it. I get that same vibe from this. Uh, the, my storyline was there's two absolutely loaded districts that I'm really intrigued by. Mm-hmm. First is in Region 1. 3-3-A Division I. Mm-hmm. You've got Wall, Breckenridge, Eastland, Jim Ned, Clyde, and what I think is going to be an improved early squad. Mm-hmm. Six really good teams in that district, and only four are going to make the playoffs. That, that district is really, really deep. And I'm actually going to go out there to watch uh, Breckenridge and Eastland play. Hey, 
uh, at a game at beautiful Buckaroo Stadium. Casey Hubble, if you're listening, we need that Buckaroo football shirt. Dude, yeah. Well, that, that That is the Swedish shirt. And I've been, I've been promised Breckenridge swag by Breckenridge folks when I come out to that game. Well, okay. The other one is in Region 4, and I don't know which. I think it's 15. Maybe it's 14, 3A. But the Goliad District. Mm-hmm. Goliad, Yoakum, Hallettsville. And nobody's talking about Edna, but that that's my sleeper <laughs> that's team. That's a good team. Edna is really, really good. And they could finish fourth in that district. That's a really good district. That's a great well. district. You're exactly right. So those two districts, I think I really want to watch and see how they play out. And you're right about Brock and Goliad uh, ticking the boxes. I, I With Goliad, I wanted to see them this summer in 7-on-7 seven seven and get it, and, and get my eyes on them because mm-hmm. I hadn't really seen them in person. Very impressive. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm going to go see Goliad this year. I have a game. I got them week three against George West. Should be a great game. Really want to see them in person. And, and if, if I see them in person and they impress – I'm sold on the Tigers. So here is the only and literally the only thing that keeps me from going absolutely positively all in on a Brock Goliad title game. And that is Goliad would have to get past Yoakum, and Yoakum has owned them. Yes, they they played in the regional final last year, and Yoakum rolled Just them. Just rolled them. And in a game that we did not expect to be like that, we expected a good game. I think we all picked, we might have, or there is a, I think a consensus on Yoakum, yeah. but we expected a really close game, and Yoakum blew their doors off. Talking to folks down there, uh, you know, our buddies from the Victoria Advocate, Mike Foreman and Marcus Gutierrez, mm-hmm. the vibe that I got from Goliad last year was they were just happy to be there. Mm-hmm. Yoakum was a veteran team. They played for a title the year before. They were very senior heavy. They were kind of on a mission, got derailed um, in the next round because they didn't play for the title last year. But um, you know, Rockdale knocked them off. Mm-hmm. They ran. They ran into the, the Tory Lachlan Express. But Goliad kind of had that vibe of we're just happy to be here. Where I think this year now they're very. This is this is their senior year. They, I think it's, all the chips are going to be down on the, on the table. Is Rockdale the title of the, the the state the defending state champion that people are forgetting about the most? They start the year number three in Dave Campbell's yeah. Texas football, but I will also say that like, College Station. I think I think there's yeah I think there's just a lot of people who'd be like oh like it was a great story last year, but like you lost that transcendent player who made you really special for yeah. College Station it was Marquez Perez and for the for um uh, uh, for Rockdale it was Tory Lachlan, yeah. and I feel like there's this notion of like oh like you were a great story, but like. That was last year. Yeah. There's people that are picking Yo to win the district again. Yeah. Yo had a bad year last year. Yo had so. a real bad year. You know, I, I think Rockdale, they're going to be young. And I've talked to some folks in Rockdale. Um, I think people feel like they, they've got some younger groups coming. You know, I think their freshman group is real strong. But, I mean, those guys that are seniors, they got those extra six weeks of work last year. They, they got that tradition on their side now. They're going to be a team to keep an eye on for sure. I, I, definitely, I, I definitely think they're in the mix in Region 3, which I think is kind of wide open. Region mm-hmm. 3 in, in 3A Division 1 is a little bit wide open. I think, I think it's kind of, you know, I think Rockdale, Franklin, Woodville are kind of the favorites, but why couldn't Rockdale make it make it happen again? Yeah. Why, not, why not Rockdale? I, total, I totally agree. Um, so the team that, it, it's hard to call them a sleeper, so I want to find another category for what to call Atlanta. Because, oh, be really because Atlanta is too highly ranked to be a sleeper. We have the number four in the state. But this is a team that went five and six last year. Mm-hmm. That's like, but but the, the the reason that I think you and I and I think everybody is so high on them is that like that's the only bad thing you can say about them is that they weren't great last year. But everything else points to the rabbits being 
really dangerous. Yeah, you look at the Rabbits last year. Look at you know they played Gilmer, lost to Gilmer by fifteen, forty-five mm-hmm. thirty. Fairly, that's pretty mm-hmm. respectable. Mm-hmm. I th- and I, I'd have to look it up, but I think they played Pleasant Grove fairly tough last year as well, if I'm not mistaken. So. You look at that, they've got Jawan King, who's one of the best running backs of the state. They've got a veteran quarterback back. They've got a ton of speed on defense and bring back nine starters. And they're dropping down a division. Mm-hmm. A lot's working in their favor. And I think we're going we're gonna to learn a lot about Atlanta week one when they play Gilmer. And I know we'll talk about that game next week probably. I think Gilmer and Atlanta, I think it's a real measuring stick game for the Rabbits. Maybe They don't even have to win the game. They give Gilmer a game. That's that tells me right there they are in contention in three A division. Uh, they did not contend against. Okay, never mind. They lost by thirty one. Scratch <laughs> that. Um, they played Gilmer tough though. They played. They did. They they played Gilmer tough late into that game. Yeah. Um, but I I do feel like like Atlanta's the team that you're going to keep hearing about, and they are they have become. You know it's weird to hear this job how like, in a lot of ways, and this is I'm glad we're on the premium we're on the, we're on the small potatoes podcast so I can actually say this. I sometimes feel like because of our magazine, we kind of start we create the sexy picks. You know what I mean? I feel like like starting in about April, you and I, March and April. You and me and Max and Ish and, and, and some other folks were in, like, our Slack chat. Well, you sh- if you get a transcript of our Slack sometimes. Don't, you don't. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, but <laughs> we're in the Slack chat, and, like, you brought up, you're like, man, I really like Atlanta. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, we all kind of do some more reading. We used to get the questionnaire, and we start reading that. We start looking at the breakdown. We're like, man, yeah, Atlanta's going to be good. And so it's, it's weird, but now I feel like that's caught on. That train is rolling. That train is rolling, yeah, and yeah. I feel partially responsible for starting it yeah. and so i'm very sorry to coach matt mcclure if, if things don't go great and it's it's our fault and what's weird the defending regional champ who brings back 16 starters mm-hmm. kemp mm-hmm. no one's talking about nobody's him. talking about kemp man kemp brings back seven and nine region two's fun now they lost their coach but no one's talking about kemp and they went 13 and two last year when is that kemp malakoff game that's that's a game and then you got gladewater i know you've already got your schedule set mount kemp malakoff's gonna be a banger um, Battle of Cedar Creek Lake right there. Oh, they, oh, they finish with them. Oh, oh week 11. Oh. Week 11 at Malakoff. Mm. Get your tickets now for Kemp at Malakoff. Yeah, there'll be a be lot great. of people at that game. All right, give me your sleeper for 3A Division 1. We've talked enough about them. My 3A Division 1 sleeper, I, I already talked about him, Edna, but mm-hmm. I'll give you another one. Watch out for the Columbus Cardinals. Ooh. Another 4A drop down. They bring back a lot of starters. Um, Mike Bonewald's a good coach. He did a good, he's, he's done a good job at, at Brazos. He was a former assistant at Coppell. Watch out for Columbus. I think they're going to make some noise in Region 4. I will go. I think I'm going to go with another Region 4 team. I think Columbus may be Region 3, but the Columbus, um, is, Columbus is Region 4. Okay. District 13. Four. Yeah. I'm going to go with another Region 4 team. I'm going to go with an. Oh, man. I'm going to go with another team from Columbus's district. How about Ooh, that? There you go. Do you know where I'm going? Uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head is that district. Uh, are you going with uh, bowling? I'm not. Okay. I'm going with Hitchcock. Yeah, the slot T. I think Hitchcock's really fun. They're they got the slot T rolling, seven starters back on both sides of the ball. Tyrone Turner is a bulldozer. It's a good, I saw him at seven. On, uh, Hitchcock is the slot T team that plays seven on seven. Yeah. But they run their offense kind of. It's so great. Uh, they have some good looking kids. Yeah, they, they do. They, they, got have, some, they got some yeah. size. Yes. For a 3 team, they've got a lot of size. Watch out for Hitchcock. I think they, they start the year right outside. They're 26th in our, comp, in our uh, rankings, but I feel like that's a team that, again, a district champion uh, from a year ago. Can I give you one more sleeper? Yes. Region 1 in Brock's district. Watch out for Whitesboro. Mm-hmm. They went three deep last year, and no one's talking about them because they're in the district of Brock. 
they, they could easily meet up with Brock again in the regional final. They bring yeah. back a lot. And this is a program that I think seven or eight years ago, get this, Greg, they'd never made the playoffs in school history. Man. They've been playing football for like 75 years and never made the playoffs. They've been in the playoffs every year for the past five years and went three deep last year. Yeah. It's, so watch um, out for Whitesboro. Um, okay, so that wraps up 3A Division 2. 3A Division 1. 3A Division 2. All right. Is it is it fait accompli that Newton's making a title game? Like let's not let's 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 stop let's stop with they're going to win a title. Okay, and let's stop there. Let's not go there. Is it fait accompli that they're making a title game? The only thing that I think that, in my opinion, the only thing that could prevent it is if that brutal non-district schedule. Catch if they something. just get a rash of injuries, mm-hmm. where they lose like Tamazie Brown, Josh Foster, Darwin mm-hmm. Barlow. I mean, they've they've got. I think I was reading on. They, Newton may have like six Division One players on their team at the three A Division Two level, which is insane. That's just stupid. It's it's insane. They are they were they looked so good last year. I mean, and guys, we're in the press box, we're like they got all these guys back. It's all of them. It's all they lost is our is our buddy Noah Williams. Do you know uh, Do you know what it reminds me of? Honestly, there's one other team, and and and, and we'll get into it when we do uh, when we do. And by we, I mean me. Do one A. Um, Sorry, but Strawn was that same way. Strawn's that same way that they were winning a title, and then you look up and down the roster, and it's like junior, junior, sophomore, junior, junior, yeah. sophomore, sophomore, junior, junior, and you're like, oh crap. Um, Newton brings back so much, and so let's start. Let's let's just do that. Let's go ahead for the sake of this conversation. There are other teams that could get in their way. I think Wascom, I think East Bernard, I think Sonora, but all those teams are. I mean, Wascom's the only Region Three team. Mm-hmm. Um, Dangerfield's in that mix as well. Um, there's that. So let's go to the other side of the bracket. In a hypothetical world, that is what's super intriguing. Yes. Is the left side of that bracket with Region 1 and Region 2, and especially, um, I mean, you got Canadian Childress who are district bunkmates. You've got Gunner, who I've said before and I'll say again, if we could go back and do it again, I would not have Canadian ranked ahead of Gunner because I don't think that's fair to how Gunner has straight up manhandled Canadian in the last couple of years. Yeah. So Especially I don't think last year. They, yeah, they, they, they drilled, they drilled Canadian them. last year. It was. So for me, I've said it before, I would flip those. But you've got Gunner, you've got Lexington, uh, you've got Buffalo, who I know uh, everyone's really excited about what's going on there. My my sleeper team right there. There's your sleeper. But I think Region 2 is super intriguing because you've moved that Central Texas district, Mm -hmm. that Lexington Buffalo Mm -hmm. district, into Region 2. Right. Uh, I think that's that's what makes Region 2 super intriguing. Yeah, I mean, you look at, to me, you look at Region region 2. Gunner, Lexington, Buffalo. Um, you can dream on a team like Comanche. You can dream on a team like Holiday. Comanche, get hit, check this out. Comanche played for a regional title in Division One last year. Yeah, yeah, they lost a lot, but but that loss is offset because they're dropping down. They're dropping class. down. They're dropping down to Division Two. And then, by the way, you've got another eleven win team there in Jacksboro. Yeah, who is really good. They lose a ton as well. But I'll tell you that that I think that Region Two is is super fun. And then it's all about to me, it's it's Canadian Childress. And when do they play? Um, they played twice last year. Yeah, they played twice last year, and I think it's I think it's a fair bet to to see to to say that they'll play twice again this year. Yeah. Um, according to the schedule, Canadian will play Childress uh, at home on October nineteenth. That is the district championship game, and um, you know it, it it probably I mean basically one of those teams is going to have to run to Cisco at some point. Yeah, yeah, but and, I, I mean I think I, I think we could easily. They played for a regional title last year um, in a really great, you know, great atmosphere at Bivens Stadium. Mm-hmm. I think we could see the same thing, but it's it's kind of one of those things with, with Canadian Gunner. 
it's the same thing with Canadian Childress. Mm-hmm. I, I can't pick Childress until they beat Canadian. They got they got to show me they can do. You're it. right. They, that's that's the same thing, thing with Gunner Canadian. I, it's hard for me to pick Canadian over Gunner until they actually. Yeah, I hate do to it. you know. Like I said, if I could go back in time, I would flip around some rankings, um, and I would probably go. Um, Newton won. I don't think that's really a controversial pick. No, but then you're I, not going out on a limb. But then I probably go Gunner, Canadian Childress. Yeah, um, that would be my that would be my pick. But I also know I've got friends who are on the staff at Gunner and they love it because it is bulletin board material. It oh, is I great bet. for them. They I love bet. it. And Dylan Jantz is yeah, he's a transcendent dude. Well, player. I mean, heck, this was a team that that uh, they, they won the seven they on won seven, the seven on seven they tournament. They, they 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 won the seven on seven title as well. So they yeah. showed they can throw the football. I think you're right. I, 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 I got a good sleeper for right, you. Who's your you sleeper? She took Buffalo. Yep. Watch out for the Merkel Badgers. Ah, Badger, Badger, Badger. Jonah Badger, White Badger. is one of he, he's. Uh, I was talking to a, a, an unnamed Big Twelve coach who they have offered Jonah White, and he loves that kid. Mm-hmm. And he is—he's not going to play quarterback in the next level. He's an athlete playing quarterback, but a guy like that can put a team on his back and is a, such a special player. Where I can dream on Merkel pulling pulling an upset over Canadian or Childress in the playoffs. They, so got, they were seven and six. Yeah. They won three deep last year. Yeah, they did. And they bring back Jonah White and a lot of other starters. Uh, John Cornelius is a good coach. Keep an eye on the Merkel Badgers as a uh, and I love their helmets by the way. Yeah, they have that Michigan, so I got, Michigan I got, style. I got helmet. two and I can't really decide, but I'll just tell you both. One is Van Vleck. Is a drop down. Division one, yes. division two, a lot of speed, a lot of speed yeah. coming back really, for Van really Fleck. I, I love Dimitri Monroe. This was a fifteen hundred yard rusher a year. Ago. They had a U of H commit, I think. Does mm-hmm. is, is Monroe the U of H mm-hmm. commit? I think so. Yeah, I mean he's a stud. There's them. The other one is Colorado City. Uh, this was an eleven and two team a year ago. Maybe the quietest eleven and two team in the state. That pestle flex offense is mm-hmm. fun to watch. Uh, they bring back a quarterback in Marcus Monroe, who was really talented, a little bit undersized, but really good. And I think their defense could be better. And Dan Ganey loves going to district golf tournaments. I <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the best uh, Texas football today interviews we had was Dan Ganey. <laughs> he is a uh, he's he, a Texas treasure. Got to go to the district golf tournament. Um, all right, yeah, that's my sleeper. Is, is Colorado City and and. I like okay, it. I like it. Dipping down to two A, two A Division One. Um, I mean, it's all about Region Four, right? Like it's Region Four and Region Two, and with all due respect to teams like teams that I can't even name right now, teams like Panhandle, Valley View, and teams like San Augustine. Yeah, um, it's all about Region Four and Region Two. Region Four has, in some sort of order, however you want to put them, Refurio, Shiner, Mason, and let's also not forget about Hearn. Yeah. I think Hearn could be really good. Yes, dropping down, mm-hmm. super athletic. We saw them at 7-on-7. Seven seven. They've got yes, a we did. bunch of great-looking kids. They've got some cats. And uh, you got a 10-win team in Holland who yeah. you know from a year ago. That district, I think I, I mentioned this, That I think it's 13-2A Division One. All six teams uh, made the playoffs last year in that district, mm-hmm. and I think all but one won at least one playoff game. Hearn, Holland, Thorndale, Milano, Thrall, and Marlin. And Marlin. Yeah, I think um, everybody, I think Marlin, Marlin, Marlin made the, first the round. Yeah, but every, the, other, the other five won a playoff game. You know, Milano, let me talk about Milano for a second. I, th- I think that there's a, a tendency to think of Milano as they're the team that beat Bremond, and it's true. Yeah. But, like, they're not just a bit. Like, they were good they've last been, year. Yeah, they've been good for a while. They've been they've good, good for a while. Yeah, good teams. And they bring back 15 starters from, or uh, 13 starters from a year ago. I think they're going to be dangerous. So that's Region 4. The other one's Region 2. And Region 2 is basically, um, I mean, it's Dillion, it's Bosqueville, it's Valley View, and it's the world's greatest sandbagger, 
in Delbert Calment Crawford, um, <laughs> who's like, I don't even know if we're going to field the team. <laughs> who, um, who faxes in his question? Faxes still. in his questionnaire every Old year, and he always style. calls me and makes sure I got the facts. I yeah. love Delbert Kelm, but and I'll say the it to his face. Not know how to check a, his email. He's a king. He's king of the sandbaggers. He just he always thinks his team's going to be terrible. Yes. Um, and I've just learned to ignore him. Anyway, those to me are the two are the two re- are the two. Sell me Matt Stapp. Sell me on a Region One or Region Three team making a title game. Uh, I will sell you on the Panhandle Panthers. Love it. Made the regional finals. Here, you know, I was my storyline in this is is in two A Division One. Last year's Region One and Region Two champs both dropped down to Division Two. Stratford and Marlin, mm-hmm. Stratford and Mart. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty wide open. Panhandle lost to Stratford in the fourth round last year and and got demolished. Mm-hmm. And I, I picked Panhandle in that game, but buddy, well, yeah, sorry, it happens. It happens to the best of us. Mm-hmm. If you're thinking you're going to like make money at the betting no. window on high school football, don't do it. No. Um, I think Panhandle went to the fourth round last year. They bring back a lot. I think Dane Ashley is a great coach. They've got a transcendent player um, and their quarterback who is really, really good. I can't think of his name right now, but he's I'll a, get it. Panhandle's got, got a lot of experience back. Four-round deep playoff run. I think they're a team that, that I, could, I could see making Braden it. Braden Durst. Yes, Durst. Should Kale Steed will kill me about that. But, yeah, Braden Durst. He had a huge year last year. He's back. Panhandle's the team to keep an eye on. I think Panhandle's really good. San Augustine's interesting to me. The only thing that, that bothers me about San Augustine is I think they're going to walk through their district, and they're not going to get challenged. Like, that's the thing that, that concerns me a little bit. Is that, not, that Tenaha and Groveton are, the, are in the other district, right? Yeah, they're in um, San Augustine. There's is two in, districts that are in deep East Texas that are, like, right next to San Augustine other. is in District 12, where they're with Groveton, who was okay, solid last year, but, you know... I don't know. I don't think they're. I don't think they're going to hang with San Augustine, um, Shelbyville, Deweyville, Haldiseta, and, and, and West Sabine. Yeah. Like they are. They're so to me the prohibitive favorite in that district. The other district next to it with Tenaha, Tenaha, Garrison, Timson, a little bit better district, Joaquin, Lyndon Kildare, who was really solid last year yeah. and brings back a lot. That, that's a better district. That's mm-hmm. a deeper district. Exactly. Yeah. So I like San Augustine a lot. I want to believe in it, but to me, I just have a hard time believing that it's not going to be Region 4 versus Region 2. I have a hard time believing it's not going to be someone like Dillion versus Refurio or something like that. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert, by the way, Refurio is going to be really good again. Yeah, especially if uh, – so, you know, uh, they, you know, they had a question at quarterback mm-hmm. because um, the Kelly kid is going straight baseball. Mm-hmm. He has a younger brother who's going to be a freshman, and there was talk of him, him taking over at quarterback as a freshman. But um, Austin Ochoa from Gregory mm-hmm. Portland, who was a really good player at Gregory Portland, Class 5A Gregory Portland, uh, moved into Refurio. Um, now his eligibility is in question. Mm-hmm. He has got to go in front of the DEC. Um, I think I, I've, been, I've been told there's a greater, greater than zero chance that he'll, he'll be cleared to play. So um, if you add Austin Ochoa to that mix, man, Refurio's. Yeah. Breaking news, Refurio is going to be really good again. Exactly. But... Um, Shiner and Mason, especially Shiner, I, I think Shiner's going to take a big step forward. I think year. they are too. They were super young last year. They were real. Yeah, they bring back. They bring back pretty much everyone from last year's team. They bring eight starters on both. They lost six Letterman. Yeah, six Shiner's going to be really good. They're going to be really good. And they're one team that is not intimidated. A lot of the teams in Region Four see Refurio and they just they're they're down fourteen nothing before the game even starts. Right. Uh, I don't think Shiner is one of those teams. No, I think you're, I think you're right. Here's here's the one thing. Let me see how this bracket breaks out. Um, you're listening to live coverage of me looking up. And Shiner and Refurio in different districts this year. Right. They're all in different districts, 16, 15, 14. And so I want to see how the bracket breaks out. Um, that, so Refurio, 
Who would have to face one of those teams first? I think Refurio would play Shiner. Um, so Refurio and Shiner would meet in a regional semifinal, yeah, and, and then and then the winner would play the winner of like Mason and Hearn. Yeah. Um, so if you're if you're Mason, the team we haven't talked about in this conversation out of Region Four is. Like that's that sets up really well for you. If you take care of business and suddenly you're in a quarterfinal, you don't have to play one of those teams is gonna get taken out for you. Mm-hmm. And like Cade and Burns hope they beat the crap out of each other before they play you and they're beat up and you, Right. Yeah, you know, that's the kind of because Shiner is a very physical ball club. Yes, they are so. very they are very physical. Um and to me I'm I'm really interested to see how because because Mason brings back like the th- like a bunch of really 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 talented players. They bring back Jake Cocker and their running back. They bring back their quarterback Otto Wofford, who is sometimes more important than the running back. Um, I know that people think of like Mason basically. They think of David Mora. Um, they're a lot more traditional wing T than they were. They all, they were almost borderline single back when they had uh, mm-hmm. David Mora. Mm-hmm. Um, they bring back some playmakers defensively. They're like really, Mason's defense last year was historically good they're at They're awesome. They, they, they had like seven or eight shutouts they, last year. They bring back a, a ton of guys from that as well. I think Mason may be the team that, that ends up coming through. I mean, the, the, listen, that's the top three in this in this region, or in this in, in the classification, is, re, is Refurio, Shiner, and Mason in, again, in my opinion, some order. However you want to put them, I don't think I can really... I can make an argument for all three of them to come out of Region 4, and then it's Bosqueville and Dillion. Um, I, I just feel like it's Dillion's time. I can't explain it. Yeah, I just had this feeling. back at quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's now they lose their running back. So, mm-hmm. but Kevin Kevin Yeager is is a really special player at quarterback. All right, give me your sleeper. Keep an eye on Wallace Brazos. All right, another. I, I like the drop downs that that the, the teams that that were competitive at their higher level and then drop down a classification and bring back a decent number of starters. Keep an eye on Wallace Brazos. I think that's that's kind of the team that I'm watching to take a step forward this year. All right. I'm going to absolutely – no, I'm not going to say that. All right. They were four and seven a year ago, but Alto's going to be a lot better. Yeah, Ricky Joe Meeks is a good – I think he's going to do a great Alto's job. Alto's going to be a lot better. Um, they were – they were really they were decent on the JV level. I feel like they they like what they have coming back from the youngster perspective, and I think that I don't think they're. Let me be clear. I don't think they're going to win Region Three, but I do think that they're going to be a lot closer to contention, and then they're going to bring back like nineteen starters or something like that. They're going to be pretty young, but I think that Alto is going to be a lot better this year. So that's my sleeper. All right, two division two. Um. So both tit- both champions are here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, both champions are in the same region, mm-hmm. and I'm basically gonna need somebody to talk me out of Mart. That's kind of where I'm at. Is I'm open to be talked out of Mart because I don't think that they they were not this overwhelming juggernaut last year. And in talking with the Mart coaches, um, they feel like they were how do I want to put this they feel like they've got a shot to be as good this year but it's not guaranteed like it is like kind of like I don't want to say guaranteed but like with Newton Newton feels like it would yeah. be really shocking if it, they weren't really good here's some breaking news if there's one team that me and Tepper I think I can speak for you on this and probably Max and Ish as well there's one team that if we had to say right now guarantee this team is going to be in Arlington next year uh, in December 
if I had to pick one team, it would be Newton. I mean, they're yeah. the one team that I think I would feel really good about playing for a state yeah. title next year. The, reservations. So I, 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 I feel like because they're the state championship, I need to be talked out of Mart. But I also think there's plenty of teams you could sell me on. Yeah. You can 100% sell me on Wellington. Um, I think that they've got the you know they'll have to get past Albany, but if if they have to if they get past Albany, then they're gonna they're gonna get to a title game or they're gonna get to a, a semifinal. Yes. Um, in which case they'll probably play a team like Stratford, um, or Clarendon, um, or keep an eye on Groover as well. Groover. That, that that was my storyline. Is that's a Panhandle power? That, that Panhandle Wellington. That, the, Wellington is in Region mm-hmm, Two, and then mm-hmm. the three the Region One Panhandle teams. Because mm-hmm. people Groover is really good, and they added Jalen Conyers. Yeah, uh, who's a really he, he had. Sensational year at Weston at West Texas last year, and he's gives Groover a different dimension. That's if a really good district. It's, it's really funny, but like I think the first time, and this is, uh, I feel like Munster is going to be good again. They Munster's going to be in the mix, but like, if it's not going to come from Region Three, maybe it's Burton. And we've been saying this for a couple of years now. We feel like oh, Burton, Burton, Burton. They bring back semifinals. Bring back fifteen starters from a year ago. Fourteen and one last year. Uh, Fourteen, thirteen and two. Thirteen and two. They lost twice. Okay. Thirteen and two. I feel like Region Four sets up really well for them, depending on what you think of Fall City. And they've got a transcendent, two transcendent players, and and the uh, Cole, I think his name, the 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 quarterback, and then Demondrick Winters, Mm -hmm. who. committed to TCU mm-hmm. and we saw Rashad Paul when you have a D1 player at the 2A Division 2 level it, Caleb Harmel yeah yeah he he had like 100 touchdowns last year or something mm-hmm. stupid yeah those two guys at Burton if Burton's defense can find a way to get stops they're going to put up a lot of points they really people. are Fall City's interesting though with Keyshawn Johnson we saw him at 7 on yes, 7 he looked the, the part ball. he looked <laughs> the part yes he's a good looking good looking player yes um and by the way um hey member Bremond yeah. Isn't it so funny how quickly we forget the mm. team that won the three previous titles? And they were like they were terrible last year. No, they were they were, they they were, were nine and three. They were a ten one team. They're ten, ten and two. two. Yeah, I mean they were ten and two. I, not like they were terrible last year. You know, I, I I think it's I think it's really interesting. So so for me I start with the I start with the, the premise that somebody's gotta talk me out of Mart, but I also am super willing to be talked out of Mart. And and so that's what two A Division two represents to me, is like a favorite but not some team that, like, I am like, oh, yeah, like, I'd be stunned if they lost. To me, that's, that's the thing. And, and, and when you get it down to a Division two, you're literally one injury away from the whole season falling apart. Yeah. Like, when you're, when you're talking about, you know, 13 returning starters for these teams, or I'm sorry, 13 returning lettermen for these teams, you're one player yeah. away. And if it's one really good player, I it, mean. It's Church. Yeah, I mean, Burton. They lose Demondrick winners. It's hard to see them. Yeah. You know, if if Even Mart like if know. Mart loses Tyra Corn, yeah, it's hard to see them going through. Um, no I, I think Mart, even though they're the fav- they have a big question mark. Who's going to play quarterback? Who's going to play quarterback? Jace Terry, you know, he was an operator of the offense, and he did it. He made plays for them, and he was man. I'll go to my grave thinking Jace Terry's one of the most underrated players yeah. we saw in this in the state last year. He's he. I think he was a four year starter. I mean, and he's gone now, mm-hmm. so that's a big hole for Mart. And he stuffed Tyra Corn in, in, in the Wu train, but you know, Shatadrick Bailey, but um. They gotta have a guy to operate that offense. Yep. I think so. All right, step. I need a sleeper. Give me a sleeper. I've got a couple. I like Flatonia. Mm-hmm. I, you've been, you've said that a couple yes, times. Yes, I to like me. Flatonia. Um, I like Hamlin. I think Hamlin's mm-hmm. going to be pretty good. Watch out for Grapeland. Hmm. Keep an eye on the Sandys. I think they're going to be. They, they were. They went three deep last year, and they bring back quite a bit. They got. They're super athletic, super talented. Keep an eye on those Grapeland Sandys. All right. I'm gonna go a little bit off the ball, off the board. 
Um, I'm going to go with a team that has a very nothing burger um, record from a year ago. I'm going to go for a team that we have picked fourth in their own district. Really? I am going to tell you the good news about the Wheeler Mustangs. Okay. I think Wheeler, first of all, they bring back 18 starters from last year. Second year coach with Chris Evans. Um, They've got some dudes... Um, that they feel really good about who are still like juniors and sophomores that are going to start maturing. They were, I saw them. They played Hamlin on Thanksgiving night in Vernon, mm-hmm. and I was at that game because <laughs> I'm a dork. What a, uh, well, if you're listening to this podcast, you know this. Yes. There's a picture of me with the Hamlin Pied Piper floating around Twitter. But one thing I do remember is Wheeler was in, in both teams. Hamlin was real young, too, but Wheeler was super young. Super young. I think coach uh told me they only had like four or five seniors they lost five Letterman yeah. from a year ago it was crazy so yeah they're and they were that, this was a second round of the playoffs last year i think wheeler is really really they're just in a super tough district. that's the thing they're in that district with wellington monday and memphis and memphis by the way is going to be really good too i think yes. memphis has a chance to be really good but i think that wheeler is going to be the team that gets lost in there and that everyone's going to be like oh like that's the wellington district or like if monday were to up and beat beat wellington like oh that's the monday district I think Wheeler is just, like, kind of biding their time. I also think, like, Region 2, if you can just basically avoid Albany early in the playoffs, like, you've got a chance. Um, I really like I really like what Wheeler brings. You want to hear an opinion about that? I, I think Wheeler's going to beat Monday. I okay. Mon- Monday, they're I – was, I was talking to our buddies at Big Country on preps, and uh, Monday graduated not – like. I think I think total they have like seventy four yards of offense returning. They're moving like their center to a quarterback. The guy who played center <laughs> last year is playing quarterback it's like or the something most crazy. Thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So I think Mondays they Patrick Corkin's a great coach and he'll he'll find a way. But I think Mondays is real susceptible to being upset this year. So I will briefly touch on one A and 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 as as you folks may know, uh, step don't do six man. Sorry. I, it's not he's and, and layman. I I love you, and I don't have any. But it's just not your thing. No, it's just private schools aren't my thing, and six man. And it's not, I don't have anything against it. It's just not my thing. It's just not your thing, and that's okay. So, let me tell you about one uh, A Division One. So one A Division One. Um, I believe we have Milford at the top, and I think, uh, actually. So our this is uh, an instance in which our computer rankings we go through. Um, um let me pull this up. Um, we um we go through our diff um uh, we have we go through Lehman Saunders our six man insider to help us with with ranking so there's going to be a bigger gap between that so we have Milford one Borden County two McLean uh, McLean three Garden City four and Coolidge five so Coolidge is an interesting story um, Coolidge I believe um. We had uh, the, one of their best players, I believe, is in trouble. That, that's right. Tory Hoover is not at Coolidge anymore. I believe he got arrested or something Ooh. like that, or he got in trouble with the law, but he is no longer on the thing. The other thing that's interesting about this one is that we have Union Hill from Gilmer um, kind of ranked. Uh, they're number one in our um, in our computer rankings. I believe they're number six in our, in our uh, magazine rankings. Uh, but they lost Gabe Nelson, um, their best player. Gabe Nelson... Um, it, uh, left Union Hill for, uh, or I think he's maybe focusing on baseball or something like that. Union Hill was playing eleven man not too long ago. They were yeah, they were. They've, they've dropped down to six man. man. And so for me, what I think I think you've got Milford 
Um, Milford has Tehran Smith, who is a superstar and was one of the best players in the state. And then the, it's Borden County, who's kind of the um, they're the defending champs. They have a, a little bit of rebuilding to do, but I really like Borden County. Two-time defending champs, right? Yeah, two-time defending champs. And they have one, home of one of the silliest run-throughs in the state. Of they have a crazy run-through. It's really nice. My sleeper is um, White Deer. I think that White Deer, uh, after missing the playoffs last year, I think they've got a chance to really. Um, I think they've got a chance to, to make some noise. Uh, a really strong sophomore class coming up for White Deer. They're my sleeper out of uh, District One. Um, they're in that McLean district. Okay, so then one A Division Two. This is basically Strawn or bust. Strawn brings back pretty much everyone from the state championship team, including. Actually, let me get this right because this is like this was one of the silliest things I had, I think I've ever seen in six man or in in. in um, in football, so I'm going to pull up the all-state team. This is the. By the way, Strawn, go eat at Mary's Cafe. Yes. If you have never been to Strawn, Texas, Craig, Craig Weiss sent me a photo of him eating yes, at Mary's. And by the way, they're selling steak. Dave Campbell's Texas football there. Yes. So Mary's. it's a it's a double win for you. Here is who comes back for Strawn. Strawn, of course, was the team that had Kalani Nava, the first uh, the first girl to score in a state championship game. They bring back the. This is according to the Texas Six Man Coaches Association uh, Division Two All-State Football Team. They bring back Tanner Hodgkins, who was the player of the year. They bring back Carlos Villanueva, who was the offensive MVP. They bring back Yvonne Ruiz, who was the defensive MVP. Uh, they bring back everyone. They bring back an, all, an all-state tight end in Kyle Galt. Um, they bring back an all-state uh, special teams player in Julian Fraga. Uh, they bring back an all-state linebacker in J.W. Montgomery. They bring back an all-state cornerback in, jo- or in Junior Cervantes. It goes on and on and on. This is a stupid, stupid, stupid loaded team. And if they don't win, like you were talking a little bit earlier about Newton winning a title, my pick would actually be Strawn. Okay. I would be stunned if it wasn't Strawn. Yeah. Now, they're going to be a big challenge from within their own uh, region. Iredell's going to be really good. There's a lot of people who are super high on the Dragons. Uh, coming from the other side of it, it's probably Follett that will meet them there. Our rankings uh, in, Dave, in the magazine uh, go Strawn 1, Iredell 2, Follett 3, Calvert 4, and Buena Vista 5. Um, my sleeper out of this region might be Blackwell. I like what Blackwell brings. Lehman Saunders will be happy to hear that because he's a Blackwell alum. Um, I also like Looters of Oka. I think Looters of Oka brings back a good amount from last year. So there's your little bit of 1A talk. And I, I heard, I've heard folks, and I don't know which, which division they're in, I've heard folks in the panhandle real high on McLean. Yeah, McLean is McLean's going to be really good. We have the number three in one A division, one A division one, and okay. right now they would be they would have to get past Borden County and will be a semifinal. But they are it's going to be McLean and Happy who are playing for a for us for a spot in the semifinal. There it is, the inaugural two part super preview. I have no idea. Oh. Uh, probably like forty minutes, but um, we love you guys. This is what Tep and Step is going to be. So tell your friends. Please don't send them the link, but tell your friends. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We will do this every week. We're going to record it on Monday. Yes. So if you have questions and you want to tweet it at hashtag Tep and Step. Uh, uh, tweet it to us. We'll try to answer some listener questions every week. Yes. Uh, but we will have a new podcast for you. We're going to try to get it up no later than Wednesday morning every week. But we're going to record it on th- Monday evening. Yes. So yeah. I'll, I'll see how my Tuesday works out. But I'm just being honest with you guys. Um, TexasFootball.com slash insider. Yes. Please become. Please tell your friends to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Uh, and thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Step, good for a show. Thank you. It was fun. I was, I enjoyed it. And the new office. Uh, by the way, this is my first time seeing the uh, palatial new digs. Yeah, they're very nice. Pretty dope. And the swag shrine is coming along really nicely. It's going to look really cool. So, so thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Please tell your friends we love you very much. We'll see you next week on Tap and Step. Mm-hmm.